Tell me something now, boy Just hurting me and leaving me give you joy Hello, it's Harrison. Make sure to leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't already, preferably five stars. But um, yeah, please do five stars. Thank you. Um, follow us on Spotify and check out our Instagram. Take a screenshot um, of you listening now, share it on your story, tag the podcast account. Anyway, I'm probably rambling on now. So it's time for the episode. Enjoy. So I wrote it in a song. Hey listeners, welcome back to another episode of It's Good to Talk, a place of positivity, inspiration and conversation. I'm your host, Harrison Gunn, and today I'm joined by TikTok star with over 1.3 million followers, uh, Max Belegde. Max, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, I am brilliant. I just had a little, little bit of a palaver, but <laughs> we're all good and we're ready and raring to go. So yes, we how are, are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm doing well. Um, I wanted to go from the start of your career when it comes to social media. So did you start during lockdown, during the first lockdown? Yeah, so I was in second year of uni um, and I was living in a house with eight of my friends at the time. And this was just before lockdown, I believe, because the lockdown was in like March, wasn't it? Like February, March. and they were saying to me, oh, you need to get this new app. It's called TikTok. And I was like, I am not getting that app. I was like, <laughs> my little sister is on that app. There's yeah. no chance I'm getting that. Like, why do I want that? And then they were like, oh, no, it's like the app Vine, which we all used to have when we were, like, younger and it was so fun. Um, so I was like, okay, yeah, um, fine, I'll download it. And then um, I just started posting, like, stupid little videos with them in the house. Like, nothing that I wanted anybody to see. Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure that all of them were like friends only. Um, and I had like nine followers and I was just yeah. like, fine. And then lockdown happened, went home uh, to my family and then had nothing else to do but go on TikTok. Yeah. Started realizing that other people just post what's going on inside their head. Yeah. And that seems to be like really fun to like get involved with. I got, really into certain influences and stuff and then I was like well I have like my own like unique weird perspective on the world I'm a big fat freak as well so yeah. I, I start like posting about that so then I did and then it's just weirdly led to this it's just bizarre done well for you that's for sure um why why did you start TikTok then literally because you just you started it as something to just be on yeah. just for fun yeah, well, I started it, like I said, with my friends, but that wasn't really starting it. That was just, like, having an account and, like, yeah. sharing videos between us that we found funny. But then um, the first couple of videos... Well, basically, what I realised, when you're on TikTok, because there's the For You page, and I didn't realise how much it is for you. Like, it, it goes any tiny little interest that you have. You could be into basket weaving in like Argentina you're only you're, you love basket weaving but only if it's in Argentina and you will be on basket weaving Argentinian TikTok yeah. you will be yeah. so I have like so many like niche interests like I really loved the TV show Glee growing up which is like not the most not my most proud moment but I loved it <laughs> um, and like I also had 
all I, I used to spend hours on the internet just like researching old like pop culture history moments and stuff that I used to find really funny and I would like become obsessed with them and like learn why Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton fell out and like what what why Britney Spears was like in the car with them and they all look like they're absolutely like out of their minds like what's going on with that so I just had all this knowledge and I was like why don't I just start making videos about like Glee so that they were my first videos believe it or not I used to um make videos it was like it would be over a year now um where I'd say like the weird things in the tv show Glee like why did we all think that this was normal at the time it's a really weird show I'm pointing it out and then those videos would get like 5,000 likes and I'd be like oh my god I am famous what I was like 5,000 people like this that is insane <laughs> so then I started to do it more and more and then I jumped on doing like moments in pop culture history that I really liked so it's very different to the videos that I post now yeah but um because I always approach social media with the idea that you're putting your best self forward like you're not posting what you really are like Instagram I only had Instagram before um I had TikTok and like Twitter maybe, but even then it's like, I would post like nice pictures of myself, not really, you know, showing a bit of my personality, but not showing a, a whole lot. I only had like okay. just over a thousand followers on Instagram and stuff. Um, yeah. And so then I kind of approached TikTok with that as well, even though I was posting content about the stuff that I really liked, like Glee, like exposing myself that I'm a freak. Um, <laughs> I still was doing it in a way that like, like I watched those videos back and even my accent sounds weird because I was like trying to put on a more like, like, you know, I don't know, like digestible accent or whatever. So people could understand me better. I was like put, putting myself in good lighting and stuff like that. And then about halfway through, I just thought, I, I don't know what it was. I was just like out of nowhere. I was just like, I'm bored of just like putting across content that yeah. I think do well or that um I think people would want to see and I'm just gonna literally post like me just having a chat to myself for like me in the shop or whatever and then weirdly that's when it took off and I just did not expect it if anything I thought everyone would unfollow me and think that I'm a freak which I am um but if anything it's just shown me that loads of people are freaks and we all yeah. like the same way we all have the same interests and stuff um and I'm just become like a beacon of that for some people which I find really weird <laughs> it's almost turned into like a thought track diary like you just kind of go oh like I want to say this grab the phone out and just say it as if you were having a chat with your friend 100% like I can look back uh, like a month ago and realize that I was in such a different like space than I am now like six months ago and it's so interesting because I genuinely have just been posting what I'm up to that day or like what I'm thinking that day, what I'm feeling, what I find funny. And it is really interesting to like have that like diary capture of my life in like the most like uh, raw format ever, just literally me looking disgusting in my bed, like chatting to a camera. And it's bizarre, but I'm so grateful for it. <laughs> yeah, no, it must be amazing. It must be good to have it not only as a hobby and something that you love doing, but now a job too. How long did it take for it to become a job? Like you said, you started just posting these videos, they started to do well, but that doesn't mean anything until you no. start to then monetize it and you know work with people who have been in this industry. Like what, when did it go from a hobby to a job? Well, 
so the reason that I moved to London in September was because I was doing an internship. So I'm still at university. I go to university in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And between my second and third year, I did a pla- I do a placement year, which means that I do a year in the industry that I want to work in. And my degree is in marketing. And I always found digital marketing, which is like social media, which I'm sure you know, um, yeah. like really interesting. So the weird part is I moved to London to do a, basically a digital marketing and social media internship for a year on behalf of a really huge company. Like I got a really good inter- internship, which you won't believe because I come across as really dumb, but clearly <laughs> I'm so intelligent. Um, and so in my day job, nine to five, I was doing like contacting influencers to do like, oh, will you like, we've got this new product coming out. Do you want to do this? Like stuff like that, like campaigns like that. Um, so it's not like the, the company's website and stuff. And then weirdly, I started to gain more and more followers and become more myself. And I, I, it was around this December just gone. I had my first ever campaign and um, I managed it all myself because obviously I didn't have a manager, didn't have anything at that point. And I was like, oh my God, I was like, I can get money for that. I was like, this is mental. Like, how is this real life? I, and yeah. I don't know why I, I never joined the dots because like I said, in my day job, I was seeing it so vividly. Yeah. But you just think it's going to be happening to you. Even though I was gaining lots of followers at a very steady rate, yeah. I still never imagined, oh, that would make me, like, that makes me an influencer. I'm, yeah. I, I'm going to be an influencer. I never once expected that or thought it was happening in the moment weirdly until this I got that campaign I was like oh my god and even then it slowly started to happen um but with me it was very recently in like the last because I think in Chris at Christmas I had 500,000 followers right and then I'm at 1.3 million and it was literally over a weekend I posted one video yeah where I was like really drunk and woke up in the morning and it had gone viral and I was like oh my god what is going on and then that weekend I hit over a million followers I got verified and whilst I've been doing trickly little bits throughout when that happened is when that was the first month that I looked at my paycheck from my nine-to-five job and I looked at what I learned from TikTok that month and I learned more from TikTok and I was like wow this is crazy like how yeah. how is this real life and then um my internship ended because it was only a year-long internship at the beginning of July just gone and then I signed with my um manager um at Komodo Abby lovely gal and um then that this has been my full-time job now which is just bizarre like I get to cool stuff like this and speak to lovely people like you and it's my job it's weird (laughs) yeah it must be so nice having your hobby turn into a job because it brings them both together which is obviously an incredible positive does that ever come with negatives because of the fact that both of them worlds are then put together yeah so um well I I kind of had that moment early on in TikTok if you like like I said when I was making the Glee videos and then the pop culture history videos they did so well like every time I would do one of those they would get hundreds of thousands of likes because it was like content that other people want to know like they weren't really liking the video for me they were yeah. liking it for the content of the video yeah um, and then so I would put a lot of effort into them and um I would be like right I'd be like brainstorming ideas like okay I remember this I'll do a video about this and I'd like yeah. write it up, 
everything. And then if it didn't do well, and by at that point, by not doing well, I'll be like, oh, it only got like 20,000 likes, which is mind blowing because that's a lot of likes. Yeah. But at the time I got onto this thing of like, right, so, oh my God, that one didn't get a hundred thousand. So like, what do I need to do better? And then that's when I sat down and I was like, I'm not even getting paid for this, but it's no longer a hobby to me. I've made it yeah. work. At that point I wasn't getting paid, but I'd made it work for me. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't healthy anymore. And I was like, I no longer enjoy this. I'm now just doing this to chase the likes, to chase the engagement. And that was when I decided to just stop and just post videos about me. And yeah. then from that point onwards, it's been more healthy and it, it's maintained its like hobby status of my life. Whereas now also being my work, like it's, yeah. it's weird because at the point in time where I wasn't being paid for it, it felt more like work than it does now when I'm getting paid for it, if you get what I mean. And obviously it is a job and you've got to respect that. And I put a lot of like any campaigns that I do, I really put a lot of work in. I like stop everything, make sure that it's done, like emailing the companies back and forth to make sure that everything, yeah. like the, the vision comes to life. Um, but other than that, I really do just try to keep a calm head about it try to not deep it too much and try to not let it take over my everyday thoughts because that's when it becomes unhealthy and that's when people start to like spiral downwards. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Especially because it's, it is a hobby, which is great, but because it's a job too, it's got to then be healthy because if you've got a hobby and it becomes unhealthy, you can put it on a backseat easily. Whereas it no, exactly. And it's like, um, like I look at my nine to five job that I had for the past year and yeah. there are certain aspects you're not always going to enjoy your job like there's going to be certain things like when drama's happening or something and you're like like you say if this was just my hobby turn off my phone like not that many people follow me who cares I can fully delete the app and it's fine whereas yeah if I'm involved in something that's like beyond me and I, I can't just turn it off because now there's like a million people watching that like do come up to me in the street and talk about it will message this person message my friends message my boyfriend like to get grasp at anything that they can and obviously the the positives of that massively outweigh like yeah. the negative aspects like I cannot believe this is my job it's insane um but when it does start to get to that unhealthy level is when I'm glad that this happened to me when I am not like 17 16 because I think if it did happen to me then then I would have really struggled with it and I wouldn't have been able to handle it. How does it actually feel knowing you've got the amount of followers that you do? Because you must look at that sometimes as just a number, scroll past, carry on what you're doing. There must be times where you're like, hang on a second, what? Yeah, well, because a lot of the time that I gained followers was throughout lockdown. Yeah. So it was exactly like you said, I more so just saw the app of TikTok as this weird game. Like, I remember when I hit 10,000 followers and I went into my friends at uni and I was like, and they were like, oh my God, that is sick. And then from that point onwards, like I hit 100,000 followers and I was like, what, this is mental. But then we went into it like, it was like full blown lockdown. I never once had a real human interaction with anybody that would follow yeah. me for pretty much like the next year, like almost. So it did, like you say, it just felt like this weird app that I had on my phone that I was like scoring points on and like the number just kept getting up yeah and it never felt like real people until 
um, after this last lockdown, I was out in London and like just, I think I was actually on the very first date with my boyfriend and like five people throughout, I would just like walking along like London Bridge came over and I was like, oh my God, like this is, this is mental because I'd had like met people send me messages and stuff, which made it feel real where they're like, you've done this for me, you've done this for me. But even then, a real human interaction of somebody in real life telling you, you've done this for me, yeah. or, oh, you're, you're funny, I find you funny or whatever. That's where it feels super real and surreal as well. Yeah. Uh, so I would say in the last couple of months is where I've genuinely been like, oh my gosh, this is weird. Like, how am I this person for these people? Um, but like you say, just insanely grateful, shocked, I just don't think I'll ever get over it I really don't it's just bizarre <laughs> it is it's a good bizarre that's for sure um yeah. do you feel pressure like when you've got the amount of people the amount of eyes on you that you do does that come with it obviously comes with responsibility does that put pressure on you not even just because the thing with doing influencing and doing social media is you can't just you know clock out for the day at 5 p.m. and go back the next day at 9 a.m. It's 24 yeah. seven. So, you know, how do you deal with the pressure that is there? I think that, yeah, there definitely is pressure, um, but it's it's different to a pressure of any other job that I've had where like in, in my old job, um, you might be like, oh my God, my manager's gonna be mad at me if like this doesn't like blah, blah, blah. But, on the pressure of this is oh my god I could disappoint a million people who like like for example if there's a social issue that's happening at the minute um even though nobody followed me for my political social commentary on the world they followed me because they think that I'm a weirdo who they happen to find funny <laughs> um when something big happens I do get messages of people why haven't you spoken out on this and I start to panic because in my day-to-day -day life, I like speak about like politics and social issues with my friends all the time. Yeah. But I want my social media presence to maintain like just a just an escape from that. Like go to this, like like people, the most common message that I get sent, I literally got one this morning and I was like, oh, I replied like, thank you so much. That's amazing. Like this girl messaged me and she said, um, I was like so upset and I was just in a really down mood and then I'd just go to your page and watch your videos and I feel better. And it's like, that's what I would want to be because yeah. I remember when I grew up, there were certain influences that I would look to for that exact same thing. Yeah. And the fact that I am that for somebody is amazing. But like you say, it does come with a pressure of, I just don't want to upset anybody. Like in, in, my, in my eyes, this bizarre life that I'm currently living I don't expect to live it for the rest of my life I'm I've no I'm not like I don't by any means think oh my god I'm the most famous person in the world I'm always going to have this right this is the biggest privilege that anybody can ever receive to have hundreds of thousands of people get you to a point that you can support your own lifestyle off it by earning money from that mm. is the biggest privilege ever and it's not that I, do, I want to, I don't want to like lose the followers, so I lose this. I feel a responsibility that these people have invested in me to the point where 
it's now my lifestyle. Like they, they have given me my lifestyle. So I don't want them to feel like they've wasted that investment in somebody that they're disappointed in. Like that, that is the pressure that I feel. I never want to do anything that would like disappoint the people that have invested in me. Yeah, no, that's completely understandable. Um, and like we said, there's so many positives to it, but there are negatives. How's, has your relationship with social media as a whole, not just as a job, but just as something you scroll on, you know, in the evening, has it always been a positive relationship or are there times where you're like, okay, this is becoming toxic for my own well-being? Um, it has, for me, it's pretty much been um, like positive. On the, on the whole, it's been very positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you say, it can very easily switch into the negative. Jesus Christ, I don't know what's going on outside. Can you read <laughs> Oh my God, that's negative. That noise yeah, outside. But, that is the um, first negative. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, it can very easily go into a negative where um, I used to just go on social media and look at other people and be like, fine. And like, oh my God, that's so fun. But then now it's my job. And now that like, like save my videos suddenly, because there are times on TikTok where randomly I will like pull stuff and like for that whole week, the, the views just will not be there. Yeah. And, and even though I've never been a person to care about that, because I just post out me doing me, if people like it, whatever, if they don't, fine, I'm okay with that. And yeah. like everybody like everything that you do. But then like you go on and you see other people that are getting millions of views every single time that they do. And then I sit there for a bit and I'm like, oh, like, what's wrong with me that that isn't happening and then i instantly just have to take myself back to reality because it is fake that 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 all in, that entire thought process is built on this fake world that does not exist yeah. i have to take myself back to reality and i literally practice like mindfulness i think it's called where you just literally look around and then i put my phone down and i'm like right look at real life right now i've got a boyfriend that loves me all my friends have stayed the same since this happened since before this happened to now um i all my family are like incredibly supportive of me i'm so lucky in the real life people that i know yeah Um, even the people that i do meet that recognize me in the street or whatever always so lovely and so nice so i'm like that's real life yes what you're worrying about right now is not real and even if your views or whatever are down at the minute, that's just the way that the internet works. You're not everybody's favorite 100% of the time. It's going to go, it's going to go down. It could go down for a month and then suddenly like up. Um, and it's not real life. It is not real life. I just have to tell myself that every single time, what is real life is the real life human interactions that I'm making around me. And what isn't real life is that number because the number doesn't dictate who you are as a person. No, not at all. I guess when you start comparing yourself to other creators and stuff like that, that's probably quite negative. Yeah, and it's just stupid because I'm like, why, why, why is that even happening in my brain? Yeah. And then I'm like, and I don't do that a lot by any means at all because yeah. I genuinely think that everybody, especially on TikTok, has, well, the people that I follow and know anyway, um, they have such a good, like, unique perspective and that's why people follow them. That's why I follow them on TikTok pretty much everybody that I follow is because of their personality whereas on Instagram you don't get to see people's personality so why everybody's not gonna have the same personality my personality is not any better than theirs 
we all bring something different. We all have our own yeah. unique perspective. So obviously more people are going to be interested in that. More people are going to be interested in that. And that is fine. And that's why the app is so brilliant. So instead of having that thought process of why am I not doing as well as them? I think, oh, well, we're all working together to make TikTok a better experience. And that's yeah. so fun. And like, I love their content. So it's like, I'm just, just enjoy it. Just enjoy the content instead of having some sort of like negative thought behind it. Yeah. Yeah, mm. for sure. Um, when you, or if and when you receive any kind of negativity from people, hey, and nasty messages, how do you deal with that? Do you get hate? How do you approach it? Yeah, so I feel like um, I feel like once you reach a certain level, you can do anything and you get hit because like it's yeah. just it's bound to happen. The internet is just it's a lovely place full of joy and happiness and funny people, and then it's a horrible place full of people that want to kill you for whatever reason. Um, and yeah, I think my I see it as like two separate things. Um, there's like the trolls that are quite often blank accounts that literally just do anything to try and gauge some sort of reaction. Yeah. And that not bother me at all. Like I see them and I just think you're not even a real person. Like if I, I genuinely believe that a lot of them are like robots that are just mad because they write the same things. And I just think surely you are not a, a real human being that is doing this. <laughs> like this is insane. Um, and then there is the other side of it where it's, oh my God, can you hear that noise outside? Yeah, what is it? Some sort of I have no idea. I, I live on like, I literally live in the most like cute, quiet little street area ever in London. I'm going to close my bloody windows. One second. Ridiculous. <laughs> right. That should be better. Oh my God, I'm pulling over. That should be better now. I live in the cutest little like quiet street ever. <laughs> the circus is in town. Right, okay. Um, so there's the trolls yeah. and then I see other people that are like real life people. Um, it's like, I'll be on Twitter and someone just like writes like, and people send it to me, which I wish that they wouldn't like once I'm not even tactile, they'll like, they'll like send me something like of somebody saying like, Oh, Max Bullock did this or whatever. And, um, I see that. And I just think you are a real person who like has a real job, like a real life. And you are like taking time out of your day to just write something so nasty to to like about me or something. And I just find that weird. And that's what does get to me a little bit. Or like when um like one big like a creator or something will say something that triggers all of their fans to come and get me. I'm like, you're all like real people, and this is just I think that's where I feel it crosses a line because it's completely different to just somebody in like their mom's basement like writing die 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 it's like oh no like we are gonna come and try and like actually destroy you and like really just like get you and like make you think that there were times where I would think that can I go can I like go out in London um like will I get attacked like things like that and it's so weird because I don't really post any like well, I don't post any overly offensive, like, or like, like, uh, I don't even know what the word is, like, in, like, in, insane content that would make somebody be like, oh my God, this is the worst person. I cannot believe he's expressing those views. I cannot believe that. Like, yeah. Doing um, so I just, it just, it, I find it mind boggling that 
people just try to go out with the way to make somebody feel that way. But then even with those people, I do think that a lot of them just don't see you as a real person. And they just think that you're like this thing on the internet. And um, it's kind of like free reign because it's like, oh, well, you put yourself out there. So like, obviously you're open to criticism and that's fine. Oh my God, yeah. Criticize away. Like, but I can never imagine like tweeting, like publicly trying to tear somebody down or anything like that. I just find it, I just find it odd and it does affect me, but I just try my best to not let it affect me. And to again, remind myself, um, uh, there, was, there was a time where people like something happened where I went to bloody Weatherspoons and like posted it on my like thing and it went this like this crazy thing and the actual reality of that situation was so minor like nothing happened in the reality of the situation like the staff weren't really bothered nothing nothing happened at all uh, but then it got dragged out into this like social media thing of like and it blew up and people were tweeting at me that I'm the most horrible disrespectful person in the entire world and I got really upset and I had to ring my mum and I was like D like am I there like am I disrespectful like and I was I was saying to my friends like do you think I've changed since I've got all these followers like am I being disrespectful to people because I want to have that awareness of myself like yeah. I don't want one of those people that just stumbles through life um like suddenly getting all these opportunities and letting it get to the head and not having people around me tell me so I said to them, like, genuinely, guys, do you think I'm behaving this way? And they were like, Max, you have not changed one bit since this has happened to you. Please do not think that. So that, like, reassured me. So in times where I do find it really getting to me, I just ask my friends and family, like, guys, be honest with me. Like, please be honest with me. Yeah. And it does reassure me a lot because it's, it's mad. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really good. It's really important to have... Um, the people around you in real life um, oh, yeah. that are able to to tell you when you know I don't know call you out when you need to be or just okay. just be there for each other um, and I think that's really important to have a really good support network around you I, I, I like ring my older sister and she will tell me she'll be like yeah Max you're being an idiot or something and I'm like all right but like in regards to all this I think people are always shocked because they see my content and I'm like this like silly person who's like joking around and whatever and like taking the mick out of life essentially yeah. but then like serious happens I am an adult and I know how to handle things like I don't I don't want my page to ever be a place where um like lots of hate is happening and stuff and I just yeah I, I know how to handle things professionally yeah respect and that will let me be able to look back on the situation and be like, I handled that to the best of my ability and have no regrets about it. Yeah, 100%. I think that's really, really important. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you work quite closely with Gay Times, don't you? Yes. Oh, love Gay Times. Brilliant. Talk to me about your work with them. Talk to me about that um, relationship. So, um, if you don't know, Gay Times are a huge... I think they're the biggest... LGBT media outlet in the world. I'm pretty sure that they are. Um, and they were always like a magazine and now they're a lot more digital and they just do really, really cool stuff basically. Right. Um, and I met the CEO, Tag Warner, through TikTok actually, because he did 
this thing um like we're doing this thing on gay times and we want to find like tiktokers or something and i just had a really personal story about a gay times magazine one time when i was like 17 years old and my mum found it and was like what's going on and this was like before I was out but I just like got it in art or something right. the whole story that I don't need to tell now um and so I just met and, and I told that story on TikToks. So then we like kind of knew and then they basically decided to start this thing it's called GT133 and it's called that because that's their address in London GT133 um I was really confused about it I was like I don't know where the 133 came from and then they had to explain it to me I was like all right okay um and it is a group of tiktok people they wanted to make like a tiktok house kind of but we don't all live together and it's just we just start sharing a page um and we basically just make content for them and tag messaged me saying hey like we've got this thing um i think you'd be really good for it like i, th I want you to apply for it so i like did the application process and ended up getting on and I think it's seven or eight others. And they're just a really cool, lovely, like intelligent, nice group of people, funny, like everything. It's just what, and we get to do so many different things together. We basically run Gay Times TikTok account, all summer, um, like four times a month each. And, it's just like one of the most fun like projects that I've got to do since doing all this TikTok stuff because like obviously you get like your, your campaigns every now and again where you make a video on behalf of a company or something but to be involved in a huge project where we're like we are starting this account from start to finish we're gonna put our all into it they've lined up such cool opportunities that hopefully we'll be coming we did one thing recently that's hopefully coming out by the end of the month which is major and so exciting and um we all just get along really well as well so they're all people from such different walks of life that I'd never come across probably in my day-to-day -day yeah. life um like I'd never even met a non-binary person in real life before obviously I knew all about non-binary people yeah um, by like educating myself by watching like YouTube videos and stuff. But I'd never met a non-binary person before in real life. And now I've met like bloody four of them and they're all legends and we have the best time ever. And it's the most fun and fulfilling project that I feel I'll probably ever do in regards to social media. So just having the best time with that. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it must be nice to have like a separate, cause I think what we were talking about with having a really good support network around you is obviously really important, but I think it's also important to have friends that do the same thing that you do. So it might be nice to have that support yeah. network too. It's, it's, it's really interesting as well, because for a lot of them doing social media isn't their full-time job. Like they just um, were on TikTok, applied for it, showed that they can do it and got on. And now we all get to like, go on nights out together and like discuss things together and like we have our group chat that's like going off all the time and it is good to know that it, like you say it's just another like little family that I've got um and a lot of like social media relationships and stuff with like between like big info like there's a lot of influencers that I like only only ever knew about me because I hit like a million followers and now all of a sudden it's like oh yeah Max Pelagos of which you can't blame them for because obviously you're not going to know every single person on TikTok unless they get a significant following yeah uh, it's like 
that this is a really authentic thing. It's like we didn't all just come together because um, we're all like these like insanely huge influences and we're all like, oh my God, look at us like doing yeah. this. It's because we all have a shared goal to make this Gay Times account succeed and we want to like be there every step of the way whilst supporting each other. It's just so interesting and so fulfilling and lovely. It really is. I wanted to ask how it was hitting a million. That must have been quite a big milestone. Oh, it well, like I said, it happened to me. I went went on a night out with the Gay Times people, actually, with us all. <laughs> we did a night out. It was like the first time that I got to meet a few of them. So we went to my favourite club called Heaven in London. Love it. And um, we left. And then I posted a video of me like getting into an argument with this woman outside and, and yeah and it well it wasn't really an art but it was I don't know it was just bizarre it was really and, weird yeah it was really weird um and I woke up the next morning forgot that I'd even posted that checked my phone it had got like a million views and I was like oh my god what's going on and then I'd also hit a million followers and got verified overnight so I woke up all this happened like overnight and I was like what is going on this is weird so I just started crying because I had no idea what was going on. I was really hungover. I was like, and I made a video. I was like, thank you, everyone. I was like, I don't know what to say, but thank you. It was just mind blowing. And then my brain was still very hazy. So I think I just went back to sleep and then woke up and then got to really like acknowledge it. And then yeah, I had a bar yeah. at my sister's house and they got one million balloons, which is like the most basic thing in the entire world. But I was like, I don't care. I want to get one M balloons. Yeah. Um, and since then, that that I think that that was the point that changed my life because um, up until then, like that, like a million people. Can you can you even fathom a million people? I I literally cannot. Like I think about it, and I'm like, in a giant stadium, there's giant stadiums can only fit like eight to nine thousand people in. What the hell? Yeah. That's like, that's like more than triple the um, like the amount of people that live in the town where I'm from. Quadruple. It's meant. I cannot fathom it. It's changed my life in so many ways, and I just I just can't believe it. I just can't believe it. Even still, it's been months, and I can't believe it. It's weird. <laughs> It is crazy. It must have been such a huge, I think when you start social media and you start doing well with it and you start to grow, that's always the number that's up there for people to hit, I think. The thing, because I never started social media with the goal of this. Like I never yeah. in a million years thought that I would be an influencer, that I would have a million followers or that anybody would really give that much of a care about me in that regard ever. And then when it happened, I, I really just feel like up, up until that point, I just stumbled through the entire career. Like I didn't even know that it was a career, stumbled my way to a million followers, was like, what yeah. the hell is going on? And since then, since ending my nine to five job, I've been able to really see it as what it is and just be blown away by how much of like a powerhouse social media can be and how much it can change your life. It is wild. <laughs> It is 100%. What's next for you? What are some goals, whether that be number-wise, whether that be things you want to do in your personal life? What is next for Max? Well, 
I always, my, my dream career was always like radio presenter. I had my own podcast for a while until it just got too much for me to do with everything else whilst I was working full time as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to pick that up again at some point. Um, I've always wanted to be some form of presenter, but I just never saw that as a reality in my life. Like I used to apply to like little jobs that could like possibly lead to that and stuff. I never heard anything back ever. Mm. Um, and I would love to do something like that. And now that I've got this platform and I've realized that people have just taken, like invested, like I said before, into me, mm. I just feel like the sky's the limit now. Like it just shows you that you can have no like intention for this to happen and it still happen. So the things that you do have an intention for, if you work hard enough at them, you can do it. Like the the world is yours to do whatever the bloody well you want to. Um, so I just really want to take every single opportunity as it comes to me, work towards my goal to be working in the entertainment industry um, as long as I can, because it's a hobby that I love to do that is work as well and I'm just so grateful that I even have the opportunity and I just never want to take that for granted I just want to keep working at it that's what I'd love to do um at the end of each episode we do something called the youth booth which is where I ask the guest to leave us with a positive quote a mantra or something just generally positive um that is for you to take care of so far away um is it the youth booth the youth booth Love that name. Love the alliteration. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, is that alliteration? No, no, it's not. What is it? Rhyming. You've been... <laughs> it's fully oh, just my English GCSE. <laughs> it's fully just rhyming, and I'm like, yeah, onomatopoeia. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I would say, as a quote, to inspire a generation, do whatever you bloody well want to as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else and makes you feel good about yourself. I feel like I just, I just riffed that on the spot and I feel like it's brilliant. I feel like it's going to catch on, catch me in the history books. Exactly. There we go. You know, them TikTok accounts where it's like a sad, like sung in the background, or like a quote from a celebrity. Oh, that's next. That's next. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Have you enjoyed it? Oh, I've had a brilliant time. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I love doing, like, this is the part of what now is weirdly my job that I love. Like I say, like, meeting, yeah. like, people getting to, like, chat about stuff like this. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to spend the rest of my day now, like, thinking, like, oh, yeah, like, I actually have hit a million followers and stuff. And it's, like, a time to pause, get to meet new lovely people like yourself and just, just like, really put everything into perspective. I yeah. love doing Stuff like this is like my favorite part of the job. It really is. So thank you so much for having me. Best of luck. Best of luck. Best of luck.